Talk Recorded live. Good morning and welcome to Cook Speak. It is Sunday, January 4th, 2015. Ah, I got it right for the first time, they tell me. And what can I say? Happy New Year to everyone. This is the first Cook Speak show for the year that I just mentioned that I did 2015 still. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Not enough coffee yet, folks. That's all. But uh, I want to uh, welcome you to the first Cook Speak of the New Year. And before I forget, I want to thank my special guest from last week, uh, terrific guest, uh, great guy, uh, owner of uh, Bar Marco in the Strip and the Livermore in East Liberty, and just uh, a brilliant young uh, rising star here in the Pittsburgh food scene, Bobby Fry. Uh, thanks to Bobby Fry for being on last week. Uh, yeah, he was a great guest, and it was a lot of fun. So thanks so much, Bob, for being on last week on the Cook Speak Show. Really enjoyed it. Can't wait to have you on again. My special guest today is my old buddy. Uh, Nikki D. Nikki D. Cooks is here from Chow Magazine, food blogger, and uh, good gal. And how, happy New Year to you. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, we say, at least I'm in the law of old one, I'm happy New Year. And, yeah, I do. I, oh, you're Italian. I didn't, know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize. You couldn't see. The from things the, you learn the New Year during the year. <laughs> you couldn't see from the dark, hair in the dark eyes. Yeah, yeah and, uh, I do write for Chow Pittsburgh, so you can always find me there. Yes, happy New Year. Um, I think this year I would like to start off with a mulligan. Although it's only the fourth day of the year, I want to start with a mulligan. And I tell you, I got into a car accident the other day. What happened? Okay. So Italians, we are very much, um, we love our cars. We're very much attracted to our cars. We love them. Ferrari, Ferrari. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Which were you driving that day? (laughs) My car doesn't end in a bar when I do. Okay. So it doesn't. So we're in a parking lot. Of course, I was going to get Italian bread for dinner because we were making lentiques, lentil soup, because, you know, we need lentil soup for the new year. Okay. Yeah, we're going to talk about the whole lentil yeah. thing. And my husband's driving my new car. Now, I don't let him drive my car. Why? Because I love my car. Okay. I drove a standard for many, many years, so the fact that I had to get rid of my standard was really big. So I'm driving my car. But, yeah, I drive my new car. My car is less than six months old. Oh. So... All of a sudden, my husband's in the parking spot, and he's going out to get me, and this old man, laying on the horn, and this old man just into the car, uh, right? Uh, All of a sudden, he looks at me, he goes, don't get out of the car. I'm like, I'm trying not to well up. He just gets out of the car, and this old man, I hear him say, I didn't see you. I'm like, ah, ah. I get out. I'm clutching my breast. I'm like sitting shiver. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. My husband says, don't say anything. He's an old man. I said he cracked my brand new car. You know, and this we love our car. And it was bad, so when he said, I see the cops. He said, we don't need to call the cops. It's a fender bender. I said, where I come from, you call the cops. He goes, get back in the car. Get back in the car. He said, you didn't cry. Oh, you were not just upset when I was in the hospital. They could save you in the hospital. I said, this is permanent damage. And every time I look at it, there's a wound to remind me. Oh. You understand? I finally found a car that I like. Um, I told her it was standard for many, many years, and I am one of those people that I just like to standard. So I had to give up a standard. And I found a car, you know, found a car that, you know, big back on to match the big. <clears throat> and I'm driving it. I'm telling you, I sat in shit for the last couple of days in the morning. What's the verdict? I'm really going to go take it and see what kind of damage it is on the uh, car. But okay. it's just. I think I want to mulligan in 2014. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, how about the happier, happier things? Like the holidays. How, how about your holiday? Was it a good Christmas? Oh, everything was good. Everything. Yeah. I got to tell you what happened at the Love Julia class with Mary Minetti. Oh, yeah, the seven sisters. We did. We had a yeah. wonderful class. High History Center. Mary Minetti from the Italian Garden Project. Mary was there. And Great lady. Oh, I have to give a shout out to the staff at the High History Center. They were phenomenal. Melissa Marano, Melissa Marano, um, Marano, sorry, Melissa, I'm just going to up your name. Double M. Uh, yeah, she was really great. She coordinates the Italian um, projects that are going on there, and Sarah Rooney, who um, also coordinates some of the food projects going on. They were phenomenal. So we're there with Mary, and Mary showed up with her friend, Thomasina. Thomasina is from Calabria. Oh, wow. It was Thomasina's day. We were <laughs> so Thomasina is right from the old country and absolutely hysterical. So we're there in the kitchen and 
I was, I brought my two recipes, and we were going to do this collaborative piece. And Mary brought her recipes, and they were the friends of hers that she brought that was going to do appetizers, and I'm forgetting the, the young girl's name, and I really apologize. So Thomasine is there. And you know, like, when you're in the presence of greatness, I was oh, in the yeah. presence of greatness. Like, this woman came from collaborating many, many years ago, and hey, well, she's 5'2 on a good day. You know, she had her heels on. But she talked about her thoughts. She had a couple of boys, and then there was Johnny, the American, because he was born here in America. Oh, I see. <laughs> the American. <laughs> so she's sitting there, and I, I prepared. Uh, <laughs> I was going to prepare smelt and then um, the cut So I'm sitting there in the kitchen, and I go in the kitchen, so then I'm like, you know, I'm getting things ready. Yeah. And they have these beautiful, beautiful knives that are there. And um, I'm chopping and prepping, and they've got this beautiful kitchen. So all of a sudden, Thomasina says to me, Nikki. I'm a frying who smelled. I said, so, Thomasina, how are you going to turn them? I need a fork. So I waddled like, that little cookie over to the other end of the kitchen to get her a fork because she needed a fork. So I said, okay. And we're doing all this prep, this prep work, and all of a sudden I'm doing my pizza. Oh, she's behind me. Now I've got my clogs on, so I'm probably about 5'7 or 5'8. Mm-hmm. And I feel this little lady behind me. I want to look at what you're doing. I know makeup, this dish, where I come from. I want to see what you're doing. I said, okay. And she's standing beside me. Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? I'm dying. I am dying. The best one is, so we're doing, we're doing the macaroni dishes. And here is this beautiful, beautiful um, sauce with the uh, the squid. So, how beautiful. So, the thing is, I mean, we were stinking the whole kitchen. Was, Love it. So Thomasina says, Nikki, you taste the, 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 you know, the squid to see if it's done. And I'm sweating both. Because in, in the classroom, of people, the, you know, the kitchen's buzzing. I was like, not done, not done. And she says, good. So Mary gets it going, and then she says to Mary, she turns around our backs, her facing the class. She says, Mary, these are needs cheese. And you know how tall Mary is. Mary had her heels on the day. She goes, Thomasina. And she has a special nickname. She goes, This doesn't need cheese. Thomasina, it needs the cheese. Nick, you go get your cheese out of that refrigerator. It needs the cheese. So I'm da- run down to the kitchen, go down to the refrigerator, get the cheese, right? So she, I said, Thomasina, you're going to use the cloth. You can't do this. She goes, I like it to steal the cheese of my fingers. Eh, I'll do it this way. So we sprinkle the cheese on it. I am crying. The best oh. thing is, so these got these beautiful tabasco knives, right? And I'm chopping, and Mary's doing this beautiful, beautiful bacala salad. So she's, you know, Thomasina, and she has, you know, taken a couple of days. They've hydrated it. And Mary has had um, some celery and some um, carrots, and I'm dicing it. Now, mind you, she still has some things, and it's got this giant convection stove, and I'm starting to twist. I'm like, okay, I'm things burning. Mary's yapping because she's got this twin in the presentation. Now, I have the dark nail polish on. It's not street walk, it's dark. But, I mean, I wear the red nail polish. I'm chopping, I'm dicing, bite size. I chop off the nail. Oh. Right? And I'm like, oh, my God. Right? So I'm trying to lucky things. Dead <laughs> no fun. But there's a red nail stuck in the salad. Oh. I'm like, she goes, can you serve the salad? I'm like, no, man. There's a nail stuck in the salad. I'm yeah, like, there's a red boot on a nail stuck in the salad. And she goes, oh, my God. That's Streetwalker <laughs> for anyone uh, for any, anyone reading the subtitles here. So I'm trying to get the red nail, and I keep my nails short, but the sabatier nice. And, of course, I had the honing. I was like, you know, got the honing, you know, what do you call it, the honing steel. Because I was, you know, sharpening. Uh. <laughs> And I'm sitting down, and I'm like, and I'm looking up, and there's 40 people, you know, 35 people looking at me, and I'm like, trying to squish the nail. So, rule of thumb, keep your nail short in the kitchen. Rule of thumb, I get it. Yeah! <laughs> the best line is ever. So, I bring, you know me, I, I always bring some baked goods, and the staff is very, very, very good. And I made this. Um, chocolate, I, I told you, I'm not a big fan of chocolate. I like to work on chocolate. I make these chocolate dishes. Oh, yeah. And so 
reason. Got screwed up. I don't know what it was. They were a little popular. They were ugly. I don't like them. So I hit them with some powdered sugar. So I brought them. So something that comes up to me. Yeah, these are the She goes, they're Americana, American cookie. She goes, they are good. They are not taste like the biscotti, but they are good. They're Americana cookie. They are good. I like them. I like them. Man, I bet I am sitting down crying, laughing at this point because she's sitting down and she's eating her cookies, but she's like, they're not the American cookies. These are not the Italian biscotti. These are not the biscotti that I like. They're good. They're not a kind of cookie. They're good. So that was one of the classic things that happened that day. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Well, um, how many, did you do all seven courses? Well, what we did is we did seven different types of dishes. So oh, okay. um, Mary's friend brought in, and I don't just can't remember, she did a couple of uh, appetizers, mm-hmm. and then uh, Mary did um like a salad, like a bacala salad, mm-hmm. and then there was fried pieces of bacala. Oh, that sounds good. Awesome. Yeah. Now, Thomasina was fried cooked that day. And let me tell you, she had that oil going. <laughs> you know, do it this way. You fry it this way. I said, okay. She said to me, you were cleaning your smells? I said, no. Good. They need the smell to this way. So, okay, Thomasina is frying that. She fried the smell. Uh, what would serve with any dipping sauce with the smell? Sorry, huh? No. And that's not... My family, we, we served it with um, pickled peppers, but they didn't have it that day. And Mary, I don't hear, I've heard them referred to as um, kitchen peppers. Mm-hmm. If you've ever watched The Soprano, they have, um, they made them famous, famous the vinegar peppers, that's what people call them. Um, Anthony's Coal Pizza, that's one of the only places I've ever seen that call them pickled peppers or vinegar peppers. They usually make my own. But no, Mary did not have anything to serve with them. And typically you don't, you serve them maybe as part of the big humans to eat or isolate as part of the main course, but no dipping sauce. Um, and then for the, app, for the main dishes, we did, um, I did my pizza yule, the cod pizza yule, and um, Mary had a couple of different kinds of macarons, which was phenomenal. I mean, yeah. And I have got to tell you, this year, now, the fish dilemma, you don't understand. I, the fish dilemma? What yes. was the fish dilemma? I agonized where I get my fish. Mm. I have the, my daughter snapped a picture of me. We were at um, Penn Avenue Fish Market, and they were Good. phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Henry Dewey. Oh, he's phenomenal. Yeah. I think he's used to deal with the Italian women. <laughs> I was on boss lady mode. I, wa- I waddle my fat took it right up to the front. Like, I need to see your bakla. I need to see your cock. Because one year I bought cock and then warmed it. Oh, well, that can happen. That can happen. I know, I'm making the face for all the I listeners know. out there. Daniel <laughs> he was phenomenal. And I was like, let me see, I need my smell, I got my fresh, I got some shrimp, and then I got the mussels, because I did mussels uh, and white wine. And then my husband, when we do, because we do, the rule of thumb is either seven dishes or five dishes. So we incorporate the five dishes, mm. we do five courses, and there's seven dishes. Yeah, we're superstitious, and I make sure every year I write the list, make sure there's a lot of that, but there's Milwaukee's on there, the evil eye on that. Right. But what we do with the mussels and the shrimp is there's a version of the crispelle, which is literally like a dough with some fried, um, fried dough with some fishes in it. And my husband will make it with white wine and Parmesan cheese and whatever. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, so he was really sweet at the fish market. He was just helping me. I'm sure he's used to dealing with hardcore Italian moms. But my daughter was like, she snapped a picture of me, and she's like, you know, I had to put it on Twitter. She's like, Boss lady mode. I was like, <laughs> you know, I'm not a small person, so I'm right up in front. I'm like pushing people out. I'm like, I gotta see those smells. Let me see them. Boss lady mode. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I get very serious about the shrimp and the fish and all that because I want to see what it is. Because you look forward to it all year long, and it's like, yeah. oh, I gotta have it, and everything has to be perfect. Um, so yeah, that was it. So the fish, and then at my house, here's the funny thing is, um, I married into a really great family. My in-laws. Um, they would do, because they're Italian, they would do some things for the Vigilia, but then since I married in, they would just come to my house, and Christmas Day would go to my in-laws, which was great. Uh, but now, as my husband says, it's like the land of misfit toys. <laughs> we, have space, we have people coming in. Sure. Um, so I have a dear friend of mine, best movie friend, BFF, she comes, and she's Jewish. So we go there for Hanukkah, so she grew up on Staten Island, so she's oh, wow. all this food. Oh, yeah, so we're sitting there gnashing, you know, sucking up the muscle, you know. Um, I have another friend of mine that she's been with us for five years, and her husband's an EMS worker, so 
if he's working the second shift, she comes with the kids, and it's good because we've got the little table for the kids. They're out doing different things, and you know, you look over and you see the kid with a big smell hanging from your lip. You're like, "What's if there's any allergies anybody had you didn't know about? You got the MS guy there, right? So we can take, take care of that. Any allergies, good. Right. But you look Talk at to that guy over there in the corner. <laughs> and people eat, and, and it's wonderful because you know people just come together, and of course there's the wives. You know, and I'm sitting there saying, and my husband who's very mellow, thank God, he's in the kitchen, and we have this pan. We bought when we were first married to fry the shrimp, not to fry the crustaceans in the in the mountain. Uh, it was a tempura pan from Williams Sonoma. Williams so it had some depth to it, I'm assuming. And we didn't have a pot to piss in when we were first married. We were so poor, just poor. Uh, I remember carrying like 67 books, and it's this same thing, and it's beautiful. It comes out almost a year. It's like brow, exactly like the shroud tree. Yeah, right. It's a the row. <laughs> That's like, your plate for it. You cannot touch it. And, and it you is, will not touch it. <laughs> when he gets in, he's like on boss man mode. Just make sure everyone sits down. Not in the, when the food comes out hot. And oh, like, yeah. I think I ate so many smells that night. I was like, some of the other stuff, I was like, yeah, it's good. You know, you're eating a smell when they come out. Oh, there's something about when they come out. They're, they're so fresh and that crispy. I know, they're just <laughs> addictive. It's so good. Yeah, I know. That, that's one of my favorite. And I love it. And thankfully, next morning, um, I go to my mother-in-law's where I'm like, just literally half dead. Because there's literally two days, three days, I had to kind of prepare. And I'm going to do a tuna crostini. So I'm doing that ahead of time. Um, it is absolutely wonderful, but I love it, but I'm pretty tired. This year was kind of a tough year. Um, I had the cookie class, excuse me, I had the cooking class, but I also was part of a cookie exchange. Now, go ahead, ask me, Dwayne. Well, <laughs> anything interesting happen during the cookie exchange? Okay. I typically shy away from cookie exchanges. It's not one of those things. I'm always, my thought is always like, I pay for a, you know, a living I want people to feel like, oh, my God, Nikki cooks, whatever, she bakes. I, I, want, I always like to have a good time. And there was this really sweet guy named Alex, and he runs this really great blog. Um, his page is uh, Everybody Loves Everybody Loves You.net, and if he's on, you'll find him on Twitter, um, Everybody Loves Alex. He's really funny. He organized Is he a local guy? Mm-hmm. He is a local guy. Okay. He's funny. He, I actually met him through Twitter, and he did this playlist of all the hot of all the songs, and it was like you know your playlist. And mine was the hot eclectic mess from like the eighties and nineties, because you know we had to do a little Run DMC with Morrissey and various other things like right, that. Right. So, and he organized a bunch of bloggers to get together, and that's where our friend Johnny John, Chamberlain, John Chamberlain from, was, the, from the from the blog, right? Yep, your Jag off. Your Jag off blog. Um, and we were all to meet there. Um, unfortunately, I was teaching that day, so I sent him my cookies. And um, Alex was kind enough to show for my cookies down to uh, the meeting place. And I feel bad I couldn't be there, but I was glad I didn't show up because after. No, 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 I smelled like low tide. I have a t shirt that says that. <laughs> I smelled like low tide. It was so bad. I smelled like garlic and shame and smells. And it was like, oh my God, it was really bad. And my car Dunk. It was just rancid, and I'm like, this is the first time I'm meeting these people, and I smell like smells, and you know, they, you just can't get that stink off. Um, but they had this quick exchange, and I, I was seeing pictures on Twitter and Instagram of all these great things, and I was really sad I couldn't make it. But the funny thing about this is, from the food tasters, she was the um, the person that runs that. She was going to, Sasha. Yes, she was going to be the. Uh, judge. And I was like, oh, okay. How cool. Oh, and she right. brought in these cookies from some sort of bakery. She liked their thumbprint cookies and whatever. And I was like, oh, my God, that is so really cool. Well, lo and behold, all right, let me backtrack. I send in little glass of cookies, ricotta cookies, little glass of cookies. <laughs> and they are just a, they are just a, a peasant table cookie. Sounds um, good. Oh, I want some way to try. Right on cue. Right on cue. Wow, we good. And they're just a peasant Italian-American cookie. There's nothing fancy about them, but the main ingredient... Honest, as they say in the cooking shows. Honest, <laughs> fair. It is. I mean, it's really just something, and it's not special. I mean, they're just great cookies. It's something that I brought I was brought up on my kids' love, and I decided, you know, let me throw something into the mix that nobody else has had, because everyone's going to do a variation of a chocolate chip or yeah. a comfort or something. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to ever win a cookie contest because 
they're so different. And people really tweak out. You say, oh, I throw the rock at the cook, I throw the cheese, and they're like, ew, okay. So all of a sudden, I get this note. We have the announcement that we have the winner. I was like, the winner of the cookie contest? They're like, Nikki, you won. I was like, seriously? And it's not that I doubt. I mean, I'm a fairly decent baker. Mm-hmm. You know, I can Absolutely. hold Thank you. I can hold my own, but I was like, what the rock the cookies? I was like, yay. So that was kind of a big thing. I was like, yay, they like my cookies. And then because they're sure. so different. So, yeah, I, I have my little glass of cookies here. So yeah, I can't wait to try I was pretty impressed with that. So that was pretty cool. But we have been inundated with the cookies. So between the cookie exchange and then. There are cookies everywhere, let's face it, on holidays, you know, especially in Pittsburgh. I, I don't know yeah. if it's a Pittsburgh thing or not. I know it is yeah. the weddings, of course, we talked about that before mm. with the Pittsburgh uh, cookie table. Yeah. Because others, a lot of other cities don't know uh, about that. No, you know what? I've, when I was little, I think I told you I started to bake when I was like 13, mm. and I would do certain cookies, and you have the pizzerias, and then you have different cookies. And that kind of carried on. You do have cookies, but I think Pittsburgh is its own cookie. Yeah, it's, it's like a religion. Here. I love the cookies. Yeah. Did you see the newest trend that's coming out? I just read this from a, a chef friend of mine, that the trend in 2015 is, you know, you have like the tapas. It is going to be tapas, but for dessert. So it's cookies and the restaurant. Oh, really? See, I would, I would go for that. Yeah. Because after dinner, mm-hmm. I love a nice cup of coffee. Good. Let me really stop. A good cup of coffee, not just some sludge, you know, a nice, good cup of coffee yes. after dinner, after mm. a good meal. And uh, to have a, a nice cookie to go in, to yes. dunk with that, oh, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it's so funny you yeah. said that, a good cup of coffee. Someone's my yeah. grandma. It's a good, it was a, it was a good cup of coffee. It was a good cup right. of pasta. It was a good cup of America, a good dish of America. Right. Yeah. But we had so many cookies this year. I made about 15 different types of cookies, which is fun. And that's including some, like, little, um, I call them the Mitigana, the, the American cookies that mm. I didn't grow up with that my kids like. And then this year, so I made all these cookies. And I give away trays, like my kids' teachers and such. My son says to me, Ma, no, I love my children. I do. I love them more than life itself. Here comes a disclaimer, I feel, the first disclaimer of the new year. Yeah, it's really, I mean, it, they're cute, and that's what keeps me alive every single day. And my son, my my little baby, he says to me, Ma. How old is he? Uh, the baby, he's 13. 13. I said, he's a big, big mama, Luke. He's like only yeah. six-something, and he's, Wow. He's a biscuit shy at 200. He's a big boy. It was my. He's six foot tall? Wow. Yeah, he's a big. Wow. <laughs> he's bigger than my husband. I was going to ask you what you're feeding him, but I think I know. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep your hands and feet away from his mouth. My, <laughs> my daughter on the other hand, she's tiny. She would call me this pocket size rosy because she has my pocket size rosy. She's only 5'2. Five 5'2 two. Five two and 3 quarters on a good day. Don't you play roller derby? <laughs> Pocket size, Rosie. <laughs> She's so tiny. I mean, oh my gosh, I can remember. We were in New York this summer, and you know, it's like if anybody didn't even give me a nickname, it's gonna be you. Right? You're the best. All right, we're in New York. New York. We're in New York now. Okay. We're in New York this summer. Somehow we got to New York. Okay. I'll go back to the cookies. Love New York. And, oh, it's beautiful, but you know, it's like transport. You know, it's like Moses parting the Red Sea. I put that big Mama Luke right in front of me. I'm like, oh, yeah. Because he's so great. great idea. But the kid, Rosie, she's so tiny. People were bouncing her back and forth. So I had to hold her hand. Oh, I'm like, yeah. we'll lose her. In Times Square, we almost lost her yeah, because she's so yeah. tiny. But anyway, so the baby says to me, and just, you know, every time you have the youngest in the family, he could be 40, he could yeah. be 50, it's always the baby. I still refer to her as the baby. So the baby says to me, he goes, Ma, he goes, you going to make the, the, the fried honey balls? I'm saying, I just made 15 cookies. And in my freezer, it's chock full. He goes, my, you know, the stoofily? No, I cannot say no to my children, especially when it comes to that. My kids will be like, no, you say no all the time. I said, okay. So there I am rolling out the stoofily, which is the, the fried honey balls. Uh-huh. And they're small, and you make them small. And they're literally nickel size or dime size. And you have to roll out the dough, and then you roll each little piece into, like, dime size, and then you fry them, and then you have honey. It was so good, but, yeah, between all the cookies and the strutfully, I was like, I am done. But the best part is that is we'll have family dinner, you know, on Friday nights, we kind of hang out, and we'll watch a movie, and we'll do whatever. My son says to me, Ma, do we have any dessert? And they keep killing me. They're killing me. We have a freezer full of cookies. Ma, do we have any dessert? And by the way, all Italian mothers come, Ma. Ma, do we have any dessert? I'm like, we have a freezer full of cookies. So, yeah. So right now, I'm like, I don't want to see any more cookies. Although I have the urge to bake because it's kind of like, 
you know, it's been a couple of weeks since they've baked yeah. anything, but I need to feel oh, like a couple I weeks. Need, yeah, yeah, it's feeling like I need to bake. So, yeah, I'm kind of done with the cookie thing. So. Wow. Yeah. Although I have a friend of mine is getting married, and she's like, hey, you want to cater the wedding? So I'm excited to do that. Yeah, she's marrying this nice Italian guy. So I was like, of oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, Italian biscotti. Oh, a little anise. So, I'll, you know, I'm going to look forward to that. And then um, my dad's coming in for a visit. Oh, how's he doing? He's doing really, really well. And he's coming in. And I got to go back home. I flew home to see him, and he's at Santa Claus. Yeah, and, you were telling me. Yeah, that's great. And it was, it was the coolest thing. You know how everybody, how thinks, everybody thinks that, you know, your dad has the coolest job. Yeah. Um, oh, sure. Um, my name's Tom Coton. I'm a chef, and I've been doing this podcast for uh, – uh, six and a half years now. This is my guest, Nikki. Hi, good morning. Nikki uh, is a food blogger. Uh, do you have a card, Nick? I do. And she's the uh, second time on the show now. And I've had on uh, broadcasters, chefs, bloggers. had an astronaut on. Uh, uh, Rick Seaback's been on a whole, whole bunch of folks. And I've been doing it, like I said, about six and a half years now. You can go to TalkShoe.com to listen to any of the old shows. Well, I like to call them vintage shows. They're not yeah. so much old shows. Yeah. You know, like, you know, they don't be cleaned up or anything. Yeah, There's no vintage. editing or anything. Really. And uh, so I'd like to have anything, anyone uh, in the Pittsburgh area uh, involved with food or the arts or uh, anyone who I find interesting, like Nikki, I'm going to have on the show. And uh, we do it here every Sunday. What, what are your guys' names? I'm Ian. Ian, nice to meet you, Ian. And I'm Laura. Laura, Ian and Laura, nice to meet you guys. What, what part of town are you from? Uh, oh, I live in Bloomfield. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we live on Federal Street. Know exactly where it is, yeah. I'm on Midwood. Yeah, we're by 40 of them, by the okay. firehouse and everything. Okay. On the borderline with, uh, with that border war between Lawrenceville and Bloomfield, you yeah. know, <laughs> how treacherous that is. Okay. But, uh, That's cool. So it's at 11? Yeah, 11 o'clock Sunday. every Sunday. Okay. Go live, and then you can listen to it. It posts up probably about 15, 20 minutes after we're done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wherever. Either on on the phone or on online. Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, I've done, and then I would be doing with with the kitchen they have over here now, the new kitchen. We'll be doing some more cooking demos over there, and do some shows okay. with that. And we'll be we'll taping some stuff. Okay. And I think Terry, the manager, talking about doing like a YouTube channel for, for the market down here. Yeah, you know, we'll, cool. we'll post some stuff like that. You, know. oh. but you guys oh. have been here before, I'm assuming, down in this market. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. I made it flea markets, and uh, they've got all that cool stuff. You know, they do all food, the food swap coming up in the end of uh, January on the 24th. Oh, the food cool. exchange for oh. food swap. Yeah. Cool. Nice to meet you. Thanks for stopping by and saying hi, guys. Nice to meet you. Oh, neighbors. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, folks, that was uh, Ian and Laura from Bloomfield, from nearby Bloomfield, saying hi to us here at the, uh, the Cook Speak podcast. Appreciate that. Yeah, anytime anybody wants to come up and say hi, that's that's fine. We we certainly appreciate that and be a part of the show. That's cool. Um, also, um, you were talking about um, refresh my memory. You were talking about uh, your daughter with the where's dessert? Was that what you oh, want? we were doing. We were talking about oh, my son saying you know made the strip Oh, speak oh yeah, all right. Okay, get tired. So you know I have this thing with the Jello. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, here we go. The jello. So, you know, New Year's Day, then New Year's Day, on Christmas Day, when my mother-in-law is again, inevitably, she's like, we're going to have jello salad. I was like, no. I'm like, you cannot put my beautiful cookies. And my mother-in-law is a beautiful baker. And Bill's aunt always brings this jello salad. Mm. And I'm like, you know, yeah. I'm like, you cannot put the cookies, these beautiful cookies next to that. And she just looks at me. Now, in the past, She's put stuff on my plate. I was like, oh. and of course, I get the guilt from my kids. They're like, you know, we don't have Jello salad. We're deprived. I'm like, really? Oh, you look deprived, don't you? But yes, Jello salad made it to parents' Christmas day. I was like, I can't. It's a crime against food. You cannot put the Jello on the Christmas table. Like, I don't get it. You're from yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> you, I, you tell me, I don't get the whole Jello salad. I don't either. I, I've never understood it. I've, I've, I've never been a fan of Jello, and, but then and there's some people with the pretzels in it, and there's all the variations yeah. with carrots. And, uh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There's all kind of, all kind of str- 
strange ideas, as I like to call them. I, I can't even imagine. I, I, don't, I just don't understand it. It's like eating plastic. Oh, that's not even good plastic. It's not even organic plastic. That's bad. All right, oh, so, so with the holidays, I have to say, so remember I was telling you how I sliced the, the uh, nail off, not completely off, but off, when I was with Mary at the Seven Fishes Club. Oh. So I always, people always ask me certain food questions, and my thought is I'm always up. I always ask chefs when I need to, what kind of steel do you use and what kind of olive oil do you use? And I'm going to ask you that in a minute because I am so nosy. Speaking of that, big nosy. Because there's two schools of thought. You either go German or Japanese. Okay. Some told you the other day I'm sitting there and they've got these beautiful sabatini knives. And I'm away. My knives, I got them as a gift when I was first married. And they're hankled. And they're so dull, it's not even funny. So this Christmas, I some new um, wish-stop knives coming in. And I have laid the groundwork. Now, I am very self-directed in my kitchen. My husband Self-directed, are you? Yes, I I know. Most Italian women are. My husband's like your bossy. My my kid will tell you, boss lady. Self-directed. I I am self-directed in the kitchen. But I have already made it known. Because what I wanted is I wanted an eight-inch chef knife. My husband likes a smaller knife, but, you know, Whatever. Hey, speaking of that, have you ever seen, he's a local chef, he's a local um, nice guy, my friend Blair Hahn, he's the one I've done it for. Yeah, I've seen him on your site, yeah. Yeah, Blair. Blair came over and I see him. And the salted pig. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has this friend that makes knives. It's called the Brookhouse uh, Knife Work. Mm-hmm. And Blair has brought in some of these knives. They're gorgeous. But I cannot, I try to justify dropping a couple hundred for a knife and my husband's yeah. like, you know, yeah, right. But beautiful hand-made chef's knife or whatever. But this guy, I'm like, I put that on my wish list. So I have a wish list, and my husband's yeah. like, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I want a chef's knife, and so I got this wish list. So I put down the groundwork. I said, if you cut on the granite with these knives, oh. divorce. Yeah. Okay. So what kind of steel do you use? See, I'm in the minority on this. Uh, well, I get, uh, <laughs> see, you got to wait till I get it out first. See, at home, I just have, I have, like, these, these tangles that are from Bed Bath & Beyond. And it's just a real really? simple, yeah, and it's not even like the ankles like you get in, you see in restaurants okay. yeah, that some chefs have in restaurants. Mm-hmm. Because I never did, like, the, the restaurant, I, don't, I guess there is a difference, but the handles of the ankles that you see in restaurants, I don't like, I'm not comfortable with those handles. I don't like those handles. Like, probably okay. because when I was, was in restaurants, we were mostly used the knives that we got from the from right. the knife service, yeah. you know, and so yeah. I got used to those handles. And the blades, you keep your blades sharp, right. and then they come and they every other week and they take your blades yeah. and they sharpen them, bring them back, yeah. and that's fine. Um, now, for people who who spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on oh, knives, yeah. I think it's crazy yeah. because they get a lot of these kids in culinary school and they think they have to drop $250, $300 for knives. Yeah. It's just, in my opinion, it's just crazy. Yeah. And you don't need to spend that much for knives. I, I just think it's just crazy personally. But, uh, yeah, I like, because uh, most of the time, you're going to be using a chef's knife. Right. You know, for most of your kitchen work, you know, mm-hmm. get, a, get a good bread knife, get a good yes. chef's knife, a boning knife, and if you want a paring knife down the line, you mm-hmm. know, no big deal. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so the, the chef's knife, though, most of the time is what you're going to be using, let's mm-hmm. say. So, if you've got a good chef's knife, you're you're halfway there. Uh, I agree with you. The brand names and stuff like that, I'm not too crazy about you don't have a preference of Japanese versus... No, I, I don't. I don't. I knew I would meet someone who didn't care. I'm telling you, chefs are like Japanese. They are they're like German. I don't know. I, well, I like... I wanted a good, strong chef. I want sharp. Yeah. It's kind of like a baseball. Like when you're a kid playing baseball, they yeah. used to tell you, use the bat that you're comfortable with. And I feel the same same, same way with the <laughs> knife, really. Yeah. Yeah. And it better be clean. It better be a clean knife. If I ever pick up a dirty knife in a kitchen, I lose my mind. <laughs> I remember you telling me. Oh, it just drives me yeah. crazy to see a dirty knife. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I don't like Do you that. want your food being made with a dirty knife? Oh, oh like no. no. Now, I have cooked with wood shot, and I, I like the heaviness of it. Mm. But the ones that I have, I, first of all, I have no morning steel. I can't sharpen it. Do you have a brick, a stone? I don't know how to use that. Some mineral, mineral oil. Blair offered to show me. Yeah, it's easy to learn. Yeah, it's just. My dad was. Stone will last forever. Once you get it, it'll last forever. Yeah. Oh, 
Well, my dad used to do some butcher work in, um, on the side, so he showed, showed me. Because yeah. every Italian kid needs to know how to use a honing blade, yeah, you know, honing right. at 13 or 14, <laughs> you know. Because, of course, I'm at, the, I'm at the history center, you know, sharpening <laughs> up the knife. They stuck the sabatier knife in the dishwasher. But I was like, you cannot throw a $300 knife in the dishwasher. And they're just looking at me. I was like, yeah. hey, but yeah, so I had to sharpen it. That's well, you got to protect those knives. You can't let them out of your sight. I mean, they were not my knives, though. It just reminds me of a restaurant rule, too. It's like, I got mentioned a paring knife earlier. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, a paring knife is a small, sharp knife mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you do, like, say, your garmage or pants you work usually mm-hmm. with, you know, mm-hmm. or you may even do a uh, main shrimp with it. Some mm-hmm. people like to mm-hmm. do that. Whatever, but in a restaurant, in most restaurants, if you give the pair, a paring knife to a dishwasher, a foot through the dish yeah. machine or whatever, it is gone forever. Really? It's like going in a black hole. It's like, you don't do that. It's like putting a peeler over there. Do not do it because you'll never see it again. Wash and sanitize it yourself. That's good Thank to you. know. There's a little restaurant side there. Okay, okay, now let me ask you, because when I, and this has to go with New Year, new food, new eyes, or what do you eat on New Year's Day? New Year's Day, uh, when I was a kid, my mother always made pork and kraut. We, we would have the pork and kraut, and then sometimes when my, my, when my grandparents were alive, we would go to their house, and yeah. it would be pork and kraut. And then my grandmother, my uh, Eastern European grandmother, she would make just her, the wonderful pastries and stuff. Right? I still have some like, Christmas-type pastries. Yeah. She would make like the uh, pasta bread, like at Easter time and all that stuff, and pasta okay. bread and the uh, was it the nut roll and that's oh, yeah. unbelievably good. Oh my God! Just and the little there were these little button things, button type rolls. I don't even know what they were called. They were just unbelievable. But she would she would bake. She would bake that great stuff. And then we would always have like when we went to my grandma Tosin's house, we would always have the halloumi stuffed cabbage and pierogi. Okay. So we always had that. And then you got the crowd. You might have the kielbasa and crowd. You know pork crowd. Things like that, but but nowadays I just make whatever now. My my wife doesn't like sauerkraut. So. What Reuben sandwiches? Oh my gosh! I was... Yeah, well, oh my God, Reuben sandwiches. I, I remember when I was well. Now this is my 40th year, and it is now 2015. Right, we got that. It is. <laughs> we did establish that, and it is it is my 40th year working in the food business. Yes, it is. Wow. Yeah, I was 14 years old. Oh, my God. Yeah, Tavern on the Square on the north side. The first restaurant wow. was a dishwasher and bucket boy. Next year, they made the cook. Wow. Well, anyway, so the one, I remember the first time I ever heard of a Reuben. I was 14. Because really? One of the cooks was going to make me. Okay. My brother Mike, who worked with me at the restaurant, make a Reuben. I'm like, did you want a Reuben? I said, what's that? What's a Reuben? What is that? I don't know if it was, you know, pasta or whatever, you know. It's a sandwich. It's got sauerkraut on it, man. I'm like, get it out of here. Where'd you put sauerkraut really? on it? Yeah, it was like, you know, I was from meat and potatoes, north side. Oh, okay. I said, what are you talking about? He said, get this. I'm like, what? I'll keep in mind, it's 1975, right? Mike said, he said, it's over $2 to buy it. It was $2, $2.25. <laughs> I said, $2 for a sandwich? I mean, this is exactly, I know, it's just hilarious, right? I said, it's got sauerkraut on it. It's over $2. Are you insane? He goes, we don't have to pay because we work for Chase and I make it. Right. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I thought, okay, I'll try it because I like sauerkraut. I said, okay. So uh, I could smell the Reuben grilling mm-hmm. on the flat top. Oh. I'm like, okay, so we go get our Coke, mm-hmm. you know, because to this day, I, I don't drink Coke anymore. But there's something about a good Reuben with a Coke, oh. with a icy Coke. It was just the combination. I don't know why, but it's just tremendous. But I was tasting that Reuben with the Swiss cheese and the crowd and the good mm-hmm. corned beef, right, white corned beef, good oh. corned beef. Swiss cheese on the great rye bread, and I and of course Thousand Island dressing, which I think is the only thing you can use that crap for. And it was just <laughs> delicious. To this day, I love Reuben. Mm-hmm. I, I very rarely have them anymore, but oh my god, and I like a good turkey Reuben too. It's a little yeah. healthier, you know, with the style of turkey. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, unbelievable sandwich. It's I do love Just good. I'm with you. I do like oh. a good Reuben, and that that'll be my mark of a good oh. restaurant if I can find a good Reuben. Yeah, that's a good I, good I point. Know. Well, it's okay. When I just a quick aside, uh, a couple of few years ago, my my wife went to New York. So we were in Brooklyn. We stayed in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and we went to a famous place, mostly famous for cheesecake. Uh, in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. it's called Junior's. Thank you, because I'm blanking on the name. Junior's. You've been to Junior's, I think. No, I know the cheesecake. Oh my God, it's mm-hmm. a huge place, mm-hmm. and it is. It's like walking into like 1946 in New really? York. You know, with all the they have the Brooklyn, like a shrine to the Brooklyn Dodgers there. Really? It's so cool. Mm-hmm. People has pictures of like presidents who have eaten there, and, really? and you know, royalty, and them just. Full New Yorkers from the showbiz and everything. Yeah. 
and we had a waiter there who must have been there for like 35, 40 years. Great old effort for lunch. I had a pastrami. <gasps> oh, this pastrami sandwich. Die for? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, this summer we went, when we were in New York, we ended up going to the Carnegie Deli. Oh, and oh. so, you know, they have the giant, not matzo ball, but monster ball. It was this giant softball thing, and they're noshing on the, they have the pickles and the dish. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I split with my daughter, pocket size, really big. <laughs> this big Reuben. And I told her, she's tiny. I look over, she's got the, the elbows on the table, and she's sitting there. I was like, there is, there's like a tear coming down my eye. I was oh, like, there's oh, yeah. I had to tell you, so I had to tell you, the first year I met, I came to visit my husband. We were engaged at the time. Mm-hmm. I had never had the pork and kraut thing. We used oh, to say really? we eat balindiki, balindiki. Uh-huh. Right. Why? It's round, it's symbolic of oh. good coins. The, the roundness symbolizes the coins. But they're great. Oh, yeah. Well, I love it. Help clear out everything from the night before, all the bad toxins. <laughs> but there's a legitimate reason why you eat polenta. It's supposed to be a good fortune. It's just something that you just keeps from the luckies, the evil eye away. Yeah, you know, the Italians are all about keeping away the evil eye. So, New Year's Day, now I'm trying to be <clears throat> a good daughter in law to be, and, and I love my in laws. And Bill's grandmother was Italian. She was so cute. She was as big as she was wide. She was an amazing grandma and Millie, and she was Italian. And so, now we've gone out. We were downtown, you know, um, to, you know, the night before, and so the next day, I'm presented with this pork and crowd, and I didn't grow up with kielbasa, so I was like, uh-huh. I don't know what that is. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. You know what, what, what? Kielbasa. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Seriously, a bunch of Italians in the Italian oh, neighborhood, <laughs> like, we're like, if it's not Italian sausage or breakfast sausage, oh, okay. we don't know what it is. I was like, I didn't eat my first probe until I was 30, but that's beside the point. Wow. I know, sheltered. My, very sheltered. So I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at this food, and my husband's like, to be in the belly. My fiance at the time goes, you got to eat it. Why? They both could have bring us good luck. And at this point, I'm like, I need all the bona fide tuna. I'm going to get married. Right. So I'm eating it. I didn't realize the GI distress that it caused. So I'm sitting there, the sweat starts breaking me out. And Grandma Millie goes, oh, honey, you should have had the beano, right? I make a beano. <laughs> I make a beeline from the bathroom. I am sick as a duck. Uh, it's all my future family. Uh, I'm upstairs kissing the porcelain god. Uh, I was so sick. My husband goes, you want to come in? I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm in there. The sweat is because I'm like, you know, I'm thinking it's a Ruben sandwich. I have the uh, flower crowd and a pork, but they eat hot dogs with it, which I, I'm okay with, the, you know, the tube meat, yeah, right. but I didn't have, I didn't have the kielbasa, I didn't know, uh, I was so uh, sick that night, sweating, coming uh, down, oh, it was a, plus you're nervous anyway, right, yeah, okay. I was sick, I was so uh, sick, so to this day, like, to keep the Milwaukee's away, on New Year's Day, I have the proverbial bite of kraut with the pork, and I can do that. I can't do a kielbasa for some reason. The body just, yeah. my husband's like, because he didn't grow up. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. But then the next day, I do eat my bowl of lindikis, and my son, who's a pijag, pijag is a pain in the neck, <laughs> backside. I'm like, you got to keep, you got to eat air lentil. It keeps the malakis away. And my kids are like, really? I'm like, if you don't, there's going to be malakis. I swear. So, yeah. So, we gotta, you got to love that. I know it's crazy. We're a very superstitious breed. But um, I'm looking forward to the new year. i got to tell you, um, I'm very excited uh, for the new year. I have a new cooking gig coming up at the Peters Library. Yeah, tell us about that. Yeah, I am. I met with Carrie Weaver, who is the PR person, and she's in charge of all this um, food classes and, and programs going on. And she wanted me to do a Valentine's Day dinner. And the title, and it's not officially out yet. It'll be up in mid, uh, I think by the end of the month. It'll be up on the webpage, and you can look at ptlibrary.org. It's an Italian-American Valentine's Day dinner. So I'm going to look, yeah, and it's basically, with the Italian-American food, it's peasant food, it's kind of one of these things where whatever you have, two common or more with less, whatever you have, you kind of throw it together, and, and everyone thinks that you spent a lot of time in the kitchen, and you really haven't. So I'm going to do like a five-cheese baked penny, which is two dice for it. Oh, yeah, you have okay. fr- uh, fresh mozzarella. You have parmesan reggiano. You have uh, gorgonzola. You have fantina. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to think of another cheese like that. 
Yes, you have that. And then I'm going to try to do so a little appetizer, maybe some caprice salad with some my garlic right now. I, I can't always eat garlic. So I do a different variation of garlic, but, but i got to come up with a dessert. And everyone seems to like chocolate. Um, and I'm coming up on a small con- confection. How do you say that word? The, the, the little portable outlet. Oh, um, uh, yes. is it with a magnet? Yes. Oh, the induction burner. Induction, that's yeah. right. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, so I've got to do that. So I'm maybe taking some sort of a ganache with pizzas or the biscotti or whatever. But, yeah, I'm going to be doing that. Um, it'll be on Saturday, February 7th from, like, 2 to 3.30. So I'm very excited to do that. Because I think with the Italian-American peasant cooking, everything is very simple. And you kind of use what you have available to you. But I'm going to come up with a dessert. And people really like chocolate. Like I said, I don't mind chocolate. I don't die for it. I mm-hmm. And, but I get to play with chocolate, so I'm trying to think of maybe doing a quick ganache with that or something. Or chocolate sort, maybe. I have to teach them how to cook. Yeah. And I have a, a regular kitchen, but I need something to show them my hands, like how to demo it. So. Yeah. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Now, see, now you're going to have me do baking, and that'll be a whole well, different that's... category. <laughs> I did a baking class once, and I had five different ovens and five different how ovens cooked. Wow. Oh, dear Lord. Oh. If you could have seen the look, I just gave her. Yeah. I did a biscotti class and taught people how to make biscotti. And I had, it was in um, a kitchen, uh, at a, a culinary kitchen at one of the whole local high schools. And what happens is you have five different ovens cooking five different ways. And it's oh, wow. very different. It's very difficult to do because when you say to somebody, All right, you, whip, you, know, you, you mix your batter for two to three minutes, if some people are, like, on the clock, it is mm-hmm. two minutes. And you have somebody who mixes up a little bit more. And then giving it how your ingredients are mixing that day, if it's humidity, your flour is going to act up a little bit more. The how you whites are involved. <sighs> yeah. So, yeah, God forbid, oh, that'll be a shun that if we bring out the egg whites that day. But, yeah, I, to teach somebody to bake is very hard. If you're in my house, I can teach you because I know how my ovens run. And if you have gas versus electric, Oh, that's oh electric, yeah. That's yeah, it, it's hard. Super ball game. Yeah, so as much as I would like to teach the tour, I, I can do like a simple ganache and maybe do a dip or something like that, but trying to teach people how to do a biscotti in a class is very hard because they wanted to, especially doing a biscotti, because when you twice bake them, a minute on on either side can make a difference between a burned biscotti or a non-burned biscotti. And trying to teach people because it, it's hard and it's all about baking is touch, taste, feel, and smell. So, like, if I'm feeling something, you know how, like, you can tell if I, a piece of meat is done by that little indentation yeah. on your little pad on your hand? It's almost like that, and it's kind of hard. So I try to stay away from baking, unless you're in my kitchen, and I know how your ovens run or you can do that. So, But I'm looking forward to that, and that'll be a lot of fun. I enjoy teaching. That is a fun part. It's kind of like, it was funny, when I was teaching with Mary, Mary's so calm, and she's so cool. Like, so she had her heels on. It was like Sasquatch Network, and I was like the Amazon next to her. And, you know, she's very just calm. And here I come, like the wild woman from Zamboria. The hands are gesticulating, the mouth is like, you know. And you had three different Italian, four different Italian women there, and it was like, here's the unstable one in the group. And I, I know, you know, we didn't stray far from the other. I'm out there, and I'm like, and I always have to explain to people, like, I am very ADHD, and apparently, did you know I have an accent? Apparently, I have an accent, and I'm very verbose, and I'm boisterous. And when I get talking, my hands start going and gesticulating, and I'm like, blah, 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 blah. and I have to explain, I am not from Jersey. Apparently, I, I slip into my Rhode Island ease, and I say coffee and things like that. And people are like, can you explain what you just said again? Because I really don't understand what you said. I'm like, okay. I have an accent. I'm ADD, and I go from A D C G F, and I have to jump back. So, but it was great, and I enjoy teaching, and that's what I look forward to most. So, if I can teach people how to cook, I love it because teaching somebody to cook is one of the greatest gifts that I have, and I can do that. So, I'm looking forward to that in the new year. Um, I'm also looking forward to a no phone. Not really. I am a technophobe. Um, you understand. I, I need a press secretary. Like when I set up the Instagram account, I had pocket size Rosie, the 15 year old, tell me set up. She's like, you Instagram like an old lady, and you tweet like an old lady. I was like, yes, yes, I do. But it's because I am old. I tell her, take a good look at 45. This is what it's going to look like. So not only do I have to get my car fixed, but I have to 
sit and shiver for my old phone because I love my old phone, but I have to. Um, Got to move on. Progress. I yeah. <laughs> right, deep thing. I got my new knives coming in, my new phone. I'm gonna get my dent pulled out of my car. I'm about to change, but I'm not really happy. I'm not really happy about it, but um, there's some new things I'm looking forward to in the new year. What about you? What are you looking forward to? Uh, I'm looking forward to John's book, John, uh, John Chamberlain, our buddy from uh, Your Jag Off Blog. Um, we, it's uh, the Jag Off dot com, I believe. Correct. His name is John Chamberlain, and you could uh, get his book at his at his uh, site, his yeah. website. It's above the prize. Above the prize. It'd be good to mention the title. Like, it's above the prize. Yeah, that's important. Above the prize, it is called. Yeah. Uh, some take on some. Pittsburgh Jag Offery that John likes to uh, write about on his uh, super cool blog mm-hmm. and uh, his, his interviews with all kind of uh, Pittsburgh celebrities and national celebrities. Really good guy, former guest on the show and uh, cool blogger too. So pick up John's book called Above the Prize and just go to yourjagoffice.com and his name is John Chamberlain and he's a buddy of uh, Nikki and mine. And he's a really good guy, so pick it up. Yeah, it's jackoff.com. Yeah. Yep. And did you see all the all the things that were happening um, with Donna Cavanaugh, who I guess promoted yeah. the book? It was climbing up on the Amazon chart. I was like, yay! Yeah. So it was quite a little born of opportunity for friends, especially good foodie friends, um, to see that happening. Are you going to get a copy? Yeah, I have to uh, somehow figure out how to order it online. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I know it's just such a difficult thing to do, but. I've been meaning to do that with the last, with the holidays and everything yeah. the last you know, couple of weeks. Everybody's been so crazy busy. Just me working in a restaurant, just oh, basically just beat up, you know. Oh, sure. And just trying to just do that whoosh after the holidays and just try to re- regroup mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, and uh, recharge the batteries and uh, go from there. And hopefully the winter's not too bad. I know. And uh, do you think if we'll we get, do you think if we get copies, he'll find it for us? I think he will. I think he will. We might have to bribe him. We might just have to bribe him. Well, that's how I got him on the show. So. <laughs> Actually, you got him on the show for me, so I, I thank you. Thank you, thank you for a great guest, too. He likes cookies. Oh, I'm assuming. <laughs> hey, that's part of it. So, anything you want to mention before we wrap it up here? No, just, you know. Thank you for bringing the, oh, the, the great baked cookies. My thank pleasure. You, um, you know, find me at Child Pittsburgh. Um, I want to say thank you to my fellow workers, uh, you know, Dan uh, Cushado and Jack Delabonias, who are my very good friends from Cal Pittsburgh. You know, look for me. I just have a new blog coming up there about um, the New Year and eating the New Year food. Um, they're very good. I can't say enough about what great guys that I work with, but please look for updates on up, uh, where I'm cooking and events or things that are happening. I have a monthly blog coming out at Child Pittsburgh, and you'll find that at www.childpittsburgh.com. Or if you can find me and updates about me and what's happening and monthly and weekly blogs, or try to do weekly blogs on my own page at, you know, nickydcooks.com, www.nickydcooks.com. You can find out information about me, um, what's happening is there. But I'll be in Peter's library in February. Um, and this looks for updates with that. But, you know, I think that's about it. Cool. Well, thanks, Nikki, for being on again. Pleasure. Nikki D. Cooks. Nikki told you how she could uh, get in touch with her and uh, find out her uh, work and her uh, and her appearances, with cooking classes, and all kind of cool stuff. And our buddy John Chamberlain for Up Up the Fries. Up uh, the Fries. What a funny to come for, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, once again, I want to thank Nikki for being on today. My and pleasure. I want to thank Bobby Fry from Bar Marco and Livermore for being mm-hmm. on last week. And working on some more guests in the next in the coming weeks here for the new year, and public markets is don't forget to stop down the public market uh, at uh, 2401 Penn Avenue in the heart of the historic strip district, as we like to say, right next to uh, Blaney's Harper's Fiddle, a good Irish place, and you can uh, get some stuff to help you eat your feelings after that big dealer loss last night. <laughs> so what are you going to do? I mean, they didn't have one of their best players. It's really tough to beat a good team. Without money, your best player. Pens lost too, so the Pens. Uh, hopefully, the Pens can get out of the hospital ward and to get over the mumps and all the injuries. Oh, wow. Just remember, folks, it's a long, long season because we thought early in the season the Steelers were going nowhere near the playoffs. Right. They ended up making it, and then the Pens. They'll they'll be there at the end. I think you know they're they're a good team and they're tough, good organization. And then. Uh, God willing, down the line, here we get through winter, and the Pirates are back and yeah. football and warm weather is back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, I'm always ready for baseball, so uh, that's the deal there. 
So thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks to Nikki once uh-huh. again. Absolutely. My on. pleasure. And we'll see you folks next week and working on some cool guests, some more cool guests, and talk to you then. This is Chef Tom Toten for Cook Speak. You can go to TalkShoe.com, Food and Spirits category, to listen to any of the uh, shows from the last six and a half years. And, or you can follow me on Twitter, uh, at CookSpeakTom, all one word, or on Facebook, Tom Toten, T-O-T-I-N. For, and, and my email is 9chickens at gmail.com. That's the word 9. Nine chickens at gmail.com. For any uh, guest suggestions, questions, uh, or just a shout out, it's fine too. So, see you folks later. Thanks. Bye.